Hello everybody, welcome back to Over the Bridge Podcast with um, not your host, but one of the cast members. <laughs> I keep saying, you said, you said host last, yeah. last time. You're the host, man. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm the host, host man. Um, with uh, Patrick, otherwise known as P Money, but in a slightly ironic way. No one ever calls me P Money, but whatever. Well, I just trying to justify it now that it's guessing. Huh? You feel, you feel a bit heated because there's a guest now, innit? Maybe. Yeah. Still, <laughs> like an idiot. Usually says it with bare vim, like, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Like, P Money. Like, P Money. Do you know what? Do you know what? People are like, oh, so why are you called P Money? I'm like, do you know what? Like, I just started saying that as a joke and then I just kind of... Stuck just, now. Yeah, it's kind of stuck. But not, actually, no one calls me P Money. But anyway, <laughs> I'm joined in the studio this week again by my man to my left. Quirku, what's going on? You're right. Yeah, say it with a bit right. more vim, man. You seem like you're not happy to be here Brother, today. What do you Quirku. mean? Quirku. Quirku. Right, cool, innit? That's, that's just my voice, innit? Quirku, what's going on? Yeah, and the geezer to my right. Yes, Uncle Kwame, Tom, Tommy Dyer. Hello. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and today, what's good, <laughs> what's good Tom? Um, and today, um, we're joined by the lovely Basayo. How's it going? You're right. Thank you for having me today. Uh, oh, no, it's a pleasure. Thank you for coming <laughs> yeah, through. It's all right. Um, so yeah, today um, we're going to be talking about um, the relationship between black youth and um, politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that I kind of put it out to to the guys and to our guest was, um, is there a disconnect between the black youth uh, in this country and mainstream UK politics? Um, and there's been a lot of, you know, sort of stuff in the news recently that sort of... Um, I guess intersects with uh, young black people in this country and how I guess the political class don't really understand us. I mean, I'm I'm using us, but am I still a young black person? I don't even know. I'm pushing thirty now. So. You're still a young man. <laughs> um, still a young man. There's definitely uh, a degree of disconnect, I think, um, mm. between uh, UK government, the political class in this country, and black people. First of all. Um, and then when you add an extra intersection, i.e. age, um, I think they fundamentally misunderstand young people. And when it comes to young black people, then it's like, yeah, they're speaking two different languages. But um, that's why we wanted to have Basaya on the on the podcast today, because um, Basaya is um, a political and social Commentarist Is that No commentator 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 I'm I'm terrible man (laughs) Maybe you're a linguist And you ain't even Patting down English Do you know what it is Do you know what it is I think in Portuguese A commentator is Commentarista Which is why I said that Good save Um, Good save save. Yeah do you know what Do you know what Someone's going to fact check And tell me that was rubbish But but yeah that's why We wanted to have Basai on Because um, She's obviously Very knowledgeable on On this subject And passionate about it um, but Basaya, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, I am currently a strategy policy advisor in the education sector. Okay. Cool. And my role is to basically develop or improve universities. Okay. So when we talk about the BME attainment gap mm-hmm. and access and stuff, we're the ones, my organization is the ones that can like penalize universities. So right, okay. we can say you can't charge above 6K. Right. Um, okay. You can't charge the 9K if you don't meet these particular mm-hmm. whatever it is and okay. stuff like that. So have you patterned Cambridge yet? Do you know what? I think, obviously, I think it's a bit confidential because I'm not really supposed <laughs> yeah, no, to I'm say, because especially yeah, now, but yeah. just, just to say, like, we put pressure on them, especially yeah, like the yeah. BME attainment gap and, sure, um, sure. yeah, getting black people in. So we've 
try to kind of like create incentives because mm-hmm. these universities are autonomous and that's the big thing. That's yeah. why they don't make that much change. Yeah. But besides from that, um, I work for an organization called Leading Roots. Okay. And what we do is we help black families navigate the um, English education system okay. by like disseminating information, like yeah. mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, we invite people to come and speak, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And also trying to get more black PhDs. Right. So we try and be like, okay, what's the issue? The, one of the most basic issues is obviously information and, yeah. and funding and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. we're like, okay, cool. Let's try and match you with people that are doing this. This is how you approach. This is mm. how you um, propose a thesis, etc. So yeah. we're just trying to make sure that we create a pipeline. Do you mm-hmm, know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. right now it's all about how many kids get into Cambridge or Oxford. Yeah. And of course, I'm sure you've had this conversation, but mm. not everyone, even if everyone was qualified to get into Oxford and Cambridge, by by terms of places, mm. not everyone's going to get in. Yeah, so like, yeah. there's mm. another discussion about that. And, mm. you know, so we're just trying to make sure that it's a pipeline that we make sure that everyone, you know, even if you're a C grader, do you get me? It's not yeah. always about A graders, C graders. Yeah. Creatives, whatever. What do you yeah. want to do? Let's create a pipeline. So, yeah, you know, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's really sure. dope, man. Sure. That's cool. And I guess you know, education is is one of the most political things in, especially in this country. Um, mm. How we, um, I think it's very much about how we understand the society that we live in and, and the obstacles and and the uh, um, the barriers, I guess, to um, prosperity. Mm. Um, it's very much tied up in how we learn about ourselves and our position in society. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm waffling, but um, <laughs> but yeah, um, let's just sort of jump straight into the discussion then. So what, what do you think? Do you think that there is um, a disconnect between black youth and first of all, not, not mainstream politics, but mm. just politics in general. So like being politically active, because mm. I, I personally don't think that young black people are, um, that they are disillusioned with being politically active. I think their disillusionment, this disillusionment is with mainstream politics and party mm. politics. Yeah. What, what do you think? I think, no, I think you're right. I think essentially the black element of it, because I think before you spoke about age and all that other intersections, which means that regardless of if you're black or not, you're going to have that disconnect mm-hmm. after us at a certain age, right? Yeah. Um, but I think the black aspect, mixed up with all different things of racism and all that kind of stuff where we don't want to engage with mainstream politics, mm. it means that we've in, we've kind of developed an anti-establishment um, attitude towards the mainstream yeah. politics and, yeah. and um, established political... Um, I guess mechanism. So right now, I was saying before to, in another discussion that, as you know, we're very political, but we put it in our music. You know, yeah. we put it on our t-shirts, we put it in our art, we put it on Twitter. Yeah. And yeah, thank God with the, with the you know the adrenaline and all that movement of social media now it, it seems like we're making an impact but I think it's still quite accidental mm. we haven't really gone what are, why are we tweeting this or what is the outcome we just hope something goes viral and then it might have an impact someone might get dragged right. they might but was it our intention to drag it do you see what I'm yeah. saying so yeah. I think now where we are very anti-establishment but we're also very politicised and political and we've got a lot of demands mm. we need to make sure that the avenues we're pushing it in mm. um, does impact the mainstream in a certain way so do you think that the future of um, political engagement does lie in being engaged with mainstream politics party politics because me personally I'm again I'm going to say this like I'm very cynical about mm. it's, it's kind of like the discussion of can you change an oppressive system or can you change a, mm. a broken system from the inside mm. is there really um is that a viable is that a viable solution mm. um that's the age-old question isn't it mm. about like inside outside you've got mm. rather should i go into the private sector get a lot of money than influence it like people have been sending us these for ages but it hasn't happened mm. i haven't seen any of us really come out 
do it outside the mainstream and affect the change we want to see. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have to we always move the goalposts and go, actually, this is good for where we started from. This is not what we want. So I feel like ultimately, it's, it's, it's what's it called? Um, the same battle, different frontiers. We don't all need to go to um, like Oxford, Cambridge, LSE, mm-hmm. whatever, and make that change. But those of you who end up in those spaces, do your bit. Mm. Do you get me? And then those of you who are rapping and that do your bit, mm. but everyone needs to do their bit. But everyone keeps watching what everyone's doing and trying to be like, I'm only going to make change if I know it's going to work. And it and it paralyzes us because we're like, actually, I'm not going to try and do it this way because I don't think it's going to work. But it's mm. like, no, you do it your way. Mm. Not all of us are going to be in spaces. For example, I'm sure like you guys went. To, is it? I do. You guys went to Cambridge. Cambridge yeah, you went Cambridge. Yeah. So I went to LSE, and it's like, yeah. of course, we've got a different platform. We can navigate different places. We have different views on things, or even access. Mm. We have to do it that way. There's no point us trying to get the roadman now to do it the same way and go. Mm. You have to get to these schools. Yeah, encourage them because you feel like there's more they can see. But yeah. also in your music, what are you doing? Because yeah. right now we're saying one thing to. We're trying to demystify what black people are like, but at the same time, our music is actually not saying that. Mm. So when they look at us, they're like, okay, that's what you said, but all your music is saying this. Mm. And this is not me saying I hate music because I obviously, I love grime, I love all of that. Mm. But at the same time, I recognize how we're kind of hypocritical what we're saying. We're not helping mm. the movement because it's not really aligning in the same way. Do you know what I mean? So. Mm. I hear yeah. what you're saying. Um, just before the other two sort of jump in, I just wanted to sort of challenge that because um, me and my cousin, we were sort of having a discussion last weekend and we were talking about um, drill music and mm. um it's perceived negative effects on 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 young people um and i guess me being very not i don't not that i'm playing devil's advocate but he was basically saying you know this is why i don't listen to drill no more blah 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 and i was saying to him look i don't i don't really listen to drill like that mm. either because it's not my cup of tea um but I was saying to him, look, the same way that people are demonizing drill music now is the same way that they were de- demonizing grime music and the same way they were demonizing um, garage, garage raves back yeah. in the day. Because I'm old enough to sort of remember that. In the beginning. <laughs> oh sorry, God. sorry, sorry. I'm going to do, <laughs> like, I'm gonna do, do one every episode. Every episode. <laughs> um, but what I was saying to him, I mean, it was a long discussion, so I'm not going to do the whole thing, but um, art is political. Um but I don't think that it should have the same restraints as um, sort of uh, conventional political manoeuvrings. So mm. art is supposed to be, in its purest form, it's supposed to be an expression of the lived experience, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things I was saying to him about dual music is like, okay, so the government bans dual. Now what? Do you think that people are just going to stop, mm. stop stabbing each other up or stop, you know? Because um, when we talk about serious youth violence in the UK, knife crime, as people like to, because it's not just knife crime, mm. um, but serious youth, youth violence in the UK. Carla was talking about this. Like the the patterns of violence have not changed for like 150 years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has transcended. Um, it has tr- transcended race. Like if you look at um, Glasgow, predominantly white um, people that were stabbing stabbing each other up, young people that were stabbing each other up. Um, now they're not they're not uh, obviously they're not young black people and it's not their blackness that is kind of driving them to do this thing nor is it um, dual music nor is it do you see what I'm saying so for me I was just like look if we're going to be serious about um, you know our approach to culture and because for me, I don't think that there should be this thing of like this, this, this culture is this high culture and this low culture. Yeah. I don't know. It's another discussion, yeah. but um, 
yeah, I just feel like art should be an it shouldn't be um, restricted. I think it should be an expression of yeah. the lived experience, and that is the lived experience for a lot of people. Uh, uh, do you know what? I I totally get it, and I feel like when I say these things, people are really like. Not the saying this is what you're saying. People are feeling like, nah, she's one of those people who hate drill. Listen, I don't dislike drill. Mm. And at the same time, when not all black people are monolith, as we know. So drill doesn't have to, we don't all have to love it, regardless. Yeah, of yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, there's one thing we assume is that these are lived experiences. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like, mm-hmm. So the music industry, there's one thing to have lyrics and be like, oh, yeah, there's one thing to assume that everything you write is what you live. Because if you look at even the way the labels work, mm. they love things that just people just churn out the same music. It bangs, it bangs. Yeah. There's no accountability. Yeah. How do you know you, this person does what they say they do? Like that's what I feel like we have to be careful when we go. It's lived experiences because number one, mm. even if you look at America, we always end up realizing that when they get jacked and robbed, it's because they want to prove that no, you're not saying what you mean you're saying. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah, and that's and true. I and I definitely believe, as you said before, like you know, like drill. Um, like yeah, drilled. You know what I mean? It's, it's people's living experience and stuff. But I feel like we get so, we get so. Do you think uh, we're sort of like we're it's, so it's focused? Not the, it's not the hill to it's, die on. Basically, something. But it's like we're so focused mm. on. The thing is, no. What I'm trying to say is actually the way the media works now and music videos. It's mm. not just music. Mm. It's actually like entertainment. Mm. So you can't restrict music now to just dancing and singing. It's actually visual. Do you mm. get me? Instagram and that is visual. So it's a lifestyle you're projecting. Mm. And if it's the same lifestyle that we're seeing, it mm. does it does impact you. Because look, we're thinking about us. We're not vulnerable. Mm. We're not vulnerable. So I can listen to drill now and talk about mm. shh and shh. And it doesn't affect me because tomorrow it's not my reality. Mm. So I'm cool. So I have to mm. look at, I've got a little brother. Mm. So are we doing, are we really doing well by them by going, drill doesn't impact young people. We're going to have all these statistics, but it's because our agenda is to prove that the media has an agenda against drill. It's not actually because we care about these young people. And that's what upsets me. Because mm. now in Camden, you'll see bare people dying. And when you talk to them, even how they speak on a daily basis, even if you look at sexism, mm. a lot of the time, man, them grow up learning about women through music mm. or through TV. Mm-hmm. But what now becomes the violence? It's not that because again, we have to understand. We have to be able to have that thing that I think was it. George Orwell said that double think, hold mm. two competing ideas at the same time. Yeah, yes, yeah. the media has an agenda, of course, but I'll be damned if I'm now going to prefer to take Daily Mirror down and let bare black boys die just to prove that, no, it's not music. Mm. What do we get out of that? Mm. We have private conversations, yeah, where we go, you're black people pattern. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Listen, mm. we already mm. know it's not easy, but we pattern because that's what our parents do to us. They say, listen, the world is bad, but doesn't mean you should sit there and allow it. But when mm. it goes to outside world, then we have to be like, okay, cool, mm. you got an agenda. But my fear is that bare people are dying. And what we've done so far is talk about how racist Katie Hopkins is. And we're so preoccupied with being like, do you get what I'm saying? So that's my only fear is that just don't let that get in the way of Mm. her saving our young people. Because at the end of the day, it's us that's going to save them, not the government. They're Mm. not going to save them. Do you get me? Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. Flipping hell, man. That's, That's really changing our perspective. But you're right though. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you're yeah. right. I just wanted to make sure that's yeah, clear because yeah, yeah. it's it's getting too much. I see too many people dying and like and and you can see even when they talk, we've mm. when you got people from like what Somalia and that saying Wagwan and do you know what I mean? Which mm. is a great thing. But where you learn it, we all learn it. Cause when we're watching Top Boy and that, I'm learning as well because I don't see myself, you don't see black doctors, but I'm seeing myself in these roles, which is good and it's a nice art form, but I'm also learning about myself. I'm learning, we've always learned about ourselves through media and all those kind of things where we okay. don't have fathers or mothers. So why would now violence be 
the only thing we don't learn from the TV. Mm. We I, we understand, yeah, but the thing is, what I think we need, and I think this is what you're alluding to, is that with drill, mm. it's the fact that even all these labels and stuff, they don't allow all our types of music to get there. Yeah. So there's bare people doing jazz and all this kind of stuff. And in the, if, if, if they all got the platform they needed, drill would just be 1% of our music. And we're mm. like, yeah, let's have it there. Yeah. But right now we have to look at how concentrated yeah. our yeah. scene is and like- What we, is getting we, put on. And, and why is it? Yeah, Come yeah. on guys. Yeah. Why is it that drill and that has been able to like, Surpass all the Koji radicals. Do you get me? We've had yeah. all these other alternative mm-hmm. people all of a sudden because they play into like the gen. You know, we understand it. So yeah, do you know what I mean? Trying to, we have to make sure that we're not pretending that people are rapping the def- life they're living because it's like who? Who? How do we know? Yeah, I def- definitely hear what you're saying. Um, you like probably shifted my perspective on it, so I really appreciate that. Um, but so bringing it back to sort of political engagement, then um, you were saying obviously that there isn't one sort of uniform route that everybody should go down. Um, But what would you say is one thing that, um, you know, people from all kinds of different walks of life, Mm. um, and I'm speakers, this is a podcast that talks about the lived experience of black and mixed race people. Yeah. So I'm talking specifically about young black people that do feel disillusioned. Yeah. Or do feel like there's nothing that they can do. Mm. What is sort of one thing that you can kind of say that can kind of galvanize them to at least um, sort of direct their political energy in a way that can bring about some sort of viable change. Mm. I feel like oh, it's a hard one. Going to say that kind of questions like how long is a piece of string? In it, it's mm. so it's so hard. Mm. I just I just feel, like what would yeah. you say to your 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 little brother? brother for example? Yeah. I think what I try to do because on Instagram and that not to necessarily plug it, but on Instagram, no, I do it, like no, it. I do like we'll plug at the end. We, I talk about Brexit a lot, yeah? yeah. And it's my 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 sole purpose was to make sure that people who are my Instagram, like people from ends or whatever, mm. they can enter the conversation yeah. on their level. Yeah, there's no me talking about prorogation of Parliament and affect and expecting my boy to know like yo. <laughs> sometimes you have to be like and not to dumb it down, but be like yo, Napa's gonna be expensive this year, bro. Mm. Do you get me? And then be like, how do you enter it like that? Do you know what I mean? But I think what we need to do is recognize the skill set that you have mm. and then in, in, um, invite people to conversation on that level. Mm. Just so, because it's going to be overwhelming. Mm. And do you know what I mean? So I feel yeah. like we need to, that's what I try to do my brother is be like, okay, mm. cool. What are you angry about? Mm. Turn it from, from helplessness mm. to what are you going to do about it? Right. And you have to motivate each other to kind of like, okay, do you know, or even offer your support to be like, I can help you do this yeah. and direct people. But it's hard I think that's the key though to all all political engagement. You want to find what what the sort of um the motivation or the, the carrot is for someone to be to to sort of to bring them into like a to bring them into a political discussion. Mm. Like you wanna make it a real thing for your for the person that you're speaking to. Yeah. Like it's not just this kind of abstract, okay, so parliament is gonna be suspended for however long, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like what what difference does that make to your day to day, and how can you, if it's not something that you are on board with, how can you do something to change mm. it? So, yeah. So, Tom, what were you, what were you gonna? Because you were gonna say something before, like it was sort of like a, a question of how long is a piece of string. Yeah, but, just the question of like bringing on like actionable change. Like when you look at mainstream politics, like up in Westminster, yeah, and you look at the the the, the twenty one. Tory MPs that have lost the whip because mm-hmm. they voted against the whole process. Um, and you look at some of these people who they are. Um, take up Ken Clark, for example. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Who, um, I like Ken Clark because of the fact that he's a father of the house. He's seen a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things he brings. So it's not him personally, actually. I, I read his autobiography in the year, but 
it's like someone like him can't relate to my life. Mm. I mean, I like him and I, I like the fact that he's always stood is up to like, the Tories and he's always... But is that the guy that... Um, do you remember when Marcy Phonics was on Channel 4? That's not the same MP, is it? I don't know. No, no, it's I don't not, think so. No, 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 it's not him. But you know, Ken Clark's been doing this thing for fifty years, yeah, yeah. and he's basically been chucked out. And he's like a you know policy wise, I don't know what he's like, but a decent MP. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he's mm-hmm. spoken vehemently against Brexit, which regardless of your for and against, for someone for you to actually challenge your party in that way, and which he's done, mm. is very commendable because he was also the chancellor back in the early nineties as well. So okay. I think he knows a thing or two about <laughs> you know Europe, and 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 he he often said this as well. And he he said the thing is, um, that. Um, the whole problem with Brexit anyway was the argument being brought forward. Who knows about customs union and who knows about the various arrangements? Who knows about the seven institutions in Brussels, blah, 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 blah. But the point being is that because of all the madness that's happened in Westminster, he's been chucked out and he is no longer there. So this is an honest, decent man that's been chucked out of parliament, politically wise. I don't know about his life, of course. Um, so why would anyone want to engage in what's going on? And that's the point I'm mm-hmm. making. Why would anyone want to engage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because what's happened is that because of people and their personal... Because um, all I see up there, and I haven't seen this in a long time looking at politics, it's just a bunch of... It's people acting like a bunch of animals mm. up there. They just So well, why just... would anyone want to relate with that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just... And it's absurd. Like, but hasn't, hasn't, hasn't politics just been like that for the longest? For me, it's like... No, it has. I, it has. I, but I this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a different kind of... <laughs> but I think it's... Yeah, because, it's different this time. <laughs> I think it's because um, the situation is a bit more extreme now. Whereas the, before, the UK has always kind of been fairly consistent, um, you know, has a good degree of prosperity. There's not been many situations where it's like... Um, these MPs yeah. are about to make a decision that's going to really affect um, how the UK is run. Like, this is yeah, probably the biggest political change cause, in... Because it's not party political, this one. It's yeah. like, it cross-cuts party lines, but also the middle class are fried. Mm-hmm. Like when the middle class are fried, that's when things change. Because mm. if the working class, the same thing happens, yeah. nothing happens. It's the exactly. working class. Yeah. But when the middle class, because I think apparently now, the middle class are kind of regressing. They're not even seeing social mobility. So they're getting poorer. Mm. So then, and because they've got resources and voices, that's when we hear a lot of the noise. And mm. Brexit was basically about the middle class siding with their wealth. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously different lenses you can look at it. Yeah. But one bit was them being like, yo, middle class are working in banks in London. They all know the fact that the, the benefits of Europe do you get me? But they're siding with also the Tory side, the paternalism, also upper classness and being like, I'm cool. And the other side is looking at actually the ones who are just newly middle class as well, being like, actually, mm. this is bad or good. Do you know what I mean? So the middle class as well, I think it's a big conversation about them. Yeah. And they then obviously try to finesse, divide and conquer the working class and be like, yo, mm. Brexit is about this, not that. So I think mm. the reason why it's tense is obviously that that reason, cross, mm. cross, cross mm. the class party lines, middle class, but then social media as well. We can see them performing this nonsense before. I never saw it. Mm. So whatever issue, I didn't even know, what was it? Tony Blair trying to, wanting to invade Iraq in 2003. Yeah, it wasn't on our TV like that. It wasn't like okay. Twitter where an right. MPs, MPs are tweeting now. Yeah, you know, yeah, you get me? Like yeah, yeah. you got love him or hate him, David Lammy. He's a professional <laughs> tweeter. Like he probably does more <laughs> online than we probably see him in there mm. because he knows he has to perform. So when there's a big question on, he'll that's when he gets his question up. For, for the last 10 years, we never heard from David Lammy. After Grenfell, all of a sudden I'm like, bro, you're still there. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, maybe true, even you know. edging on to what we're talking about in terms of political engagement, mm. the people that are there that are representing us, they didn't engage us. I was talking to my yes. friend the other day, I was like, you know what, guys? Even me, I should bring it to you lot and be like, because I feel like you've got a good platform and you've got good, you know, power. Guys, we need to make sure there's a black, like, no one likes BME, black question time. Mm. Let us have our MPs there 
once a week or every two months. I mean, let's question them. No matter no matter what party, no matter what idea. party it is, yeah. just be like, okay, let's let's see you. Mm. And do you know what I mean? Because I feel like that's good. So we know that, okay, cool. Outside of race and even with race, what are you doing? Mm. Because right now you're just glorified ACS presidents. Yeah. yeah. Just, and, oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. But then do you know what I mean? <laughs> I wish you had them bashment horn things on the on the deck. Here, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But those yeah. are that kind of thing. So we have to look at, yo, we gave people responsibility. We voted to say we trust your judgment. And then you only come at us when you want us to vote for Corbyn. All of a sudden, mm. we you all have loved Corbyn and you want us to jump on all. It's like, come on, where are you? Outside Brexit, we have heard from these MPs. Mm. Mm. But then the, the, the other thing is, do you think our communities vote for the people vote for our MPs based on the fact that, you know, oh, it's a black person and they're going to do bits in parliament. Like, do is that, do you reckon that's in our minds? Because well, I mean, I think, my, my, I think, my I local think... MP is David Lammy. So. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, firstly, I think, I think, I think the political system is inherently screwed anyway. I only use stronger language, but I'm aware kids, kids listen, so I don't want to. Oh, to today you're aware, Tom. Okay. Listen, <laughs> when was the last, I haven't, listen, listen, in the video I said pile of shite, yeah, I didn't, I didn't swear because the video was put out. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's funny, though. Know? Yeah. And he said it was so much vim as yeah. well. Like, Tom, I didn't, I didn't that's still swear. swearing, bro. It's not, it's not, shite's not a, bro, you need to stop saying it. If you're not swearing, you need to stop saying it. No, but the political system we have, which I re- really annoys me, is that like, um, MPs, often get put in either into really safe seats. And if they don't think you mm. can contend, they're going to put you into a really hairy seat. An area that, and a lot of the time, MPs are not even placed in the area that they they, they know and they're, yeah. they're raised up in anyway. Do you know what I mean? You're very, very lucky if you get an MP who actually understands the dynamics of your area. So my MP is a woman called Lynn Brown, mm-hmm. who's been doing this for a long time. Not my favorite MP, there's the one next, so that's um like West Ham, the one, my favorite, well, not favorite local is a guy called, Jim Fitzpatrick, who's just basically the Irish Don, but he's, he's he's seen the change in East East, and he understands. And you'll see him at like mosque and wherever, or you see him bang church, and you see him and he's, he understands. But there are lots of MPs you don't even understand because they don't have to. Mm. Because as I said before, several times on this podcast, yeah, go to any one of the, the the London train stations, take your fastest train, and this is why as soon as you get at the red. Um, slash yellow of London because you know you go like Richmond and them size they're, they're Tory but they're a little bit more conscious some of them so they vote yellow instead of they're basically Tories that wear yeah, trainers yeah. basically so there's a bit get out of the red and yellow of London you're surrounded by blue no matter where you go mm. now a lot of the time in the blue they don't need to care about anyone do you know what I mean anyone other than themselves do you know what I mean They honestly the way I feel about poli- like and I know people are going to say, oh, but what about um, Adam Afriye and Sam Jima and what's his name? Kwesi Kwarteng and why are they all Ghanaians anyway? Why? 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 Why are they all Ghanaians? I don't understand. Christian. I don't understand. It's actually imaginal. It irks me every time. Maybe but then that's again, topic for But then again, another, another but then again, podcast, Lord Boateng, Labour, innit? Let's not forget, innit? Lord Boateng, this is, we're talking around Diane Abbott times early, was a Labour done as well. Okay. First one, so... All right, so you got yeah, one. Currently. One. Lord currently. as well. No, but Lord as well. And he, he did a good job yeah. for the governments of the day. Well, um, opposition of the day anyway. But besides that, they don't need to relate to us. So I feel I feel like when you watch, like even when you watch, the thing is, the, and the problem is the, 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 the format of politics, which we are most used to is, is PMQ's, Prime Minister's Question Time on a Wednesday, Right. That is a complete joke, yep. right? The prime minister getting six questions from the leader of the opposition and then getting questions. If you're getting it from the government, it's clearly planted questions. If you're getting it from the other side, they're just trying to, you know, blow smoke up someone's backside and whatever. It's very self-serving. And, but people don't understand that, like, there's there's a 
a really complex work that Westminster mm. has and the, the law the lawmaking process is really complicated and the fact that the Lords can pass you back now. You don't understand this because what we see is just politicians acting like a joke. Yeah. You see that on a Wednesday. If you're really interested in politics, you might watch Andrew Marr or whoever on a Sunday and see the person yeah. come on whatever. Again, acting like a bunch of just jokers sometimes. Mm. So you ask yourself, why can I relate to this? Why yeah. should I? Yeah, why should I? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then and then you go back and you think, okay, what do I care about mm. as a as as a person? Is it um schooling? Is it taxes? Is it healthcare? And then whatever. And some people don't even do that, but do you know what I mean? Because you know certain people vote according for certain things. Yeah. And yeah. so, but I often feel people are just so disenfranchised. But do you also feel like, sorry, no, do, you also, right. do you also feel like on the opposite side? Because we said we said that before and said that actually everyone feels that way, innit? Most people probably feel that way unless you're accustomed to, unless you're accustomed to this way of like debating or whatever. Yeah. But then what's the element for our community specifically? Do you not feel like there's a role of the anti-establishment rhetoric? Yeah. Intensifies that. So, and those of us who mess like yeah. meddle in it as well, we sometimes aren't really that productive because we're like, yo, everyone's crazy. Yeah. And they're like, if they think it, mm. do you know what I mean? Then they must be nuts. And so maybe even us, I'm thinking now like, yo, have I done this the most productive way? Should mm. I be like, yo, it's nuts, but this is why we have to do X, Y, Z. Or is it like, do you know what I mean? Because I think for me, um, political engagement, the options that are given to us, i.e. being sort of um, anti-establishment and revolutionary, that is because it's anti-establishment in its nature, it requires a lot more organization and mm. um, dedication to achieving your political aims. So if you want to go down the mainstream political route, which suits people that don't look like us, mm. Mm. it's a lot easier to, to be politically involved, engaged. Whereas for us, it's like, like you said, it's about being anti-establishment. And to do that, you need time, you need resources. Um, it's not as easy as just filling in a ballot mm, paper. Mm, mm. Um, so at least for me, one of the things that I've sort of struggled with is 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 that it's because like we were talking about this in the last episode. We when you live in this sort of Western society, mm. the Western society one of its its biggest um, tricks is just being able to keep you busy, to keep you distracted. Yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, I've got a nine to five job or mm. nine to six job, I've got bills to pay. Mm. Um, it is a huge investment to be able to, and almost, I'm not saying that people that are politically engaged are privileged people, but um, there is definitely a sacrifice that yeah. has to be made um, that just simply isn't viable for yeah. most people. And also, um, it's like, a, you have to be properly dedicated. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, or with being pro properly dedicated to being, Politically motivated, but not everyone. Say, there is a not everyone can be a political activist I, in the way I that I do it needs feel. To be. I mm. do feel there is like um, as much as we have like we, have, we obviously have a class system, and you have a middle class and whatever, and working class and class above that. But I also feel you have a political class, mm. like a kind of um, someone once described it to me like intelligentsia kind of people that you know like because politics is an interesting science, but it's so abstract at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really abstract. Um, and people just don't have the time to work out what's actually going on. And I don't blame them for it. Do you know what I mean? It's no, so, do you know what I mean? Why would you, like, what benefit does it do with you when you're looking at people that barely even look like you in the first place and quite frankly, aren't even going to help you? Mm. And then you've got a bloody prime minister who said how many of the most 
ridiculous, ignorant things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that pushes people even further away. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's kind of the, the the issue. And I think that like politics and particularly in this country reminds me very much of life at Oxford and Cambridge. Things are kept rigid, things that rigid, sorry, not rigid, rigid, <laughs> beg your pardon. Um, they're kept traditional and they kept that for a just reason. It's what I was saying in the last episode about the kind of small C conservatism, pragmatism, the kind of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That kind of stiff yeah. English, Brit, um, stiff upper lip thing yeah. that is a British theme. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't want anyone challenging the system. That's why you got the halls when you go to whatever college, John's or Trinity, it looks just like when you walk down from the commons to the other place or yep. the lodge, yeah. you know what yep. I mean? So, yep. and the question is, a lot of us, we don't, we don't, we're not, a lot of people don't think, like a lot, one, I think a lot of people think that mainstream politics won't ever affect them. Yeah. They feel like, the, and they feel just because of the decisions that are made. Um, like for example, you look at Iraq war. Mm-hmm. Now, I I was too young to, you know, vote if I could vote. I, was, I wasn't voting in 03, I was a kid. But I'm saying, it's almost like, I think a lot of people clearly didn't want to go and do the Iraq war. However, man like Tony Blair decided to go like presidential. Yeah, not even like a prime minister because the, the difference between the two I said, I'm going to do this. Man was just moving gully. Mm. Same thing as Obama as well. We say Obama was a peaceful... Do- how many air, how many air drone strikes did the Don do that wasn't even authorized? So not authorized, but kind of just, you know, I'm using executive power. And that's the problem is sometimes it's just, what's it that... Absolute power corrupts and you know the the whole, I don't know the, the same, but that's the kind of thing. And so yeah. I feel we feel so devoid. And this is what I'm saying earlier. It's like, listen, if I don't feel politics ain't going to affect me, it's, gonna, it's not going to affect me. I'm not going to partake and vote. I'm not mm. going to, you so know, this, that's the thing. This leads nicely onto the final thing, I think, really, um, that I wanted to discuss. Um, our relationship with Brexit as um, <laughs> Black Brits. Yeah. So... Again, I'm just going to talk from my personal perspective. I remember there was the weekend when they had the, the Million Man March mm. for Brexit, right? And we were in the studio. I remember before we started recording, we were like, oh, maybe we should talk about Brexit. And then we were like, nah, because it's just like <laughs> same shit, different toilet for black people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like as bad as things get, at least the way that we, yeah, the way that we see it is like, you know, it's just going to be the same old rubbish that will we will sort of have to put up with as black people, especially like um, off the back of what was happening with um, the, the Windrush scandal. It's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how good or bad things go. It's like black people are just like, yeah. you know, we're just, we're just trying to get by. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's very difficult to feel. And also like the, 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 the demographic of the Million Man March was very like, White middle class people that yeah. suddenly it felt just, this they is, can take sun, this, this is one of it was that, but no, it's also that like, oh, suddenly you guys know how to be politically active. That's yeah. what I was like. I think, yeah, you know, it is culturally for them, like, as I think you guys said in the last episode, like, they're doing it a lot because it's like, wait, you listened to our last episode? I, you no, listened I mean, to it already. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah sorry. Um, but it's like, They've got this, sometimes they've got this guilt in it on them. So mm. when they do these things, it's because it's like, at least I could do. Or like, let me do it because it's fun. Do you get me? It's not real life sometimes for them. So it's like, that's like the environment is such a good one for them to choose because it's like, okay, I can't talk about class in the same way. It's, you know what I mean? So it's for them. They want to mm. do it because it feels like it's no weight off their shoulder. If nothing changed, it's not, they'll not come back tomorrow. 
Do you mm. get me? Whereas mm. I think for us, it's like, if we're going to do it, let's stay all day. Let's make sure we have those kind of changes. Mm. But I also feel like the freedom that the white people have sometimes is one we should actually kind of also consider in the sense that what is the aim with politics? Because sometimes our options aren't, isn't even just to vote. You don't just want black people to vote, you want them to vote Labour. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? And don't get me wrong, there are very good reasons why we should want to vote Labour given the class structure, et cetera. But if the actual freedom was that black people vote anyhow, mm-hmm then would we still say we won? Because for me, I know for me, I don't even do this whole partisan. I don't really care. Mm. I get there's some people that you feel like, yeah, are good, cool. And I don't mind. But my issue is get involved in the conversation. Mm -hmm. But as you were talking about the Ghanaians that are representing the Tory party, (laughs) for us, it's like, we don't even say that's a win because we're so hyped up and going, but you chose that side. Mm. So imagine how many, and if you look at our generation of, let's just talk about the university educated people, mm. we've got better options on our hand. We're thinking, okay, we have, we should vote because we're actually, the conversation, we're used to this conversation, we're thinking about these things. But at the same time, a lot of us aren't voting because we know we don't, might not want to vote for Labour. Mm. So you've got many different issues, many different sections of this debate where it's like, okay, so we need, is, we're more likely to vote, but then are we going to nah, vote Labour? You know what it is? It's, it's, it's been mad. So one, I often think that Labour often, look, I think that Labour often take the mick out of um, their their ethnic minority voters, and so they get ignored all the time. The same thing happens with the Democrats in the US. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of that. Um, then black Tories that are there, I don't think they care either because they're made up yeah, and yeah. they've they've made them. Look at Adam Afriye's story, bro. Man, council flat in Streatham. Man was making M's when he was like twenty something from scratch, bro. Just like that, he don't care. He just whatever in it, and now he just wants his tax break. Mm-hmm. But like. That aside, I just I just think um, I think that the most important thing is regardless, just vote anyhow, innit? I think people just need to go and vote and yeah. exercise their vote, innit? Because to me, to vote is to is better than not voting, bro. Mm. Even if you disagree with how I'm voting, at least you're exercising, at least you're 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 doing that. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I don't know. Nah, don't because I'm I'm not. The thing is, I'm, we can we probably have to do another. I'm not. Yeah. This, I'm not down with this conversation. Oh, you're black, therefore you must go no, and vote Labour. No, really. no, I'm not saying that either. Um, but then at the same time, at the same time, it's like voting for the sake of it when there are no viable, there's, there are no good options. I don't know. It's a bit mad. Um, but yeah, maybe this is something that we'll probably have to touch on in a, in a later episode. But I just wanted to finish just quickly asking beside this. Um, what do you think then when it when it comes to Brexit, should there be... what What is like the, the blueprint for black people engaging with the discussion on Brexit? Do you think that we're... Young black people were engaging enough with Brexit. Should we be more engaged with it? Is there something that we? Is it something that we should be more concerned about? Yeah. Uh, and what would you say to kind of encourage young people in that in that regard? I think Brexit is definitely something we should be concerned about because for the least for the next twenty years or next generation, it's going to be the main thing that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So even if we leave or we stay, Brexit is still going to be the talk of the day. Mm-hmm. So those of you who even want a career in politics, you have to pretend to care about Brexit because mm-hmm. someone's going to ask you, someone's going to judge you mm-hmm. on what else you know, mm-hmm. and Brexit is going to be the talk of the town. Do you get mm-hmm. me? And mm-hmm. then depending on what party you want, they might even want to use you to kind of like educate other people. So mm-hmm. Brexit is something as an individual know about it. It's going on. Mm-hmm. Number two, I feel like what I would say to young people is that like develop an appetite for politics. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you're going to be born with an appetite. I'm saying develop one because Mm, if they had their way Mm. and we say they, and I think we all know who they are. Mm -hmm. They know that we, it's like when they say you can't be who you can't see. Do you get me? Like right. you, but you have to know that there's someone to see. So mm-hmm. develop the appetite. Sit down. For me, you think I love politics. You think I love what um, UK politics? It's the driest thing ever. But for me, I was like, no, nah, there's no way I'm going to be behind. Let me start. It starts by one article a day. Mm-hmm. It starts by let me just even see this. But let me Google. Wikipedia is your best friend. People mm-hmm. don't like it, but Wikipedia gives you layman's no, terms. Like, like go and read it. By the time you read it three times a week, mm. you will even understand what's going on. And then when it's on the news, you won't flick it. But the issue is people feel like 
if it's exciting mm. and then I'll love it and I'll go and listen to it. No. Yeah, it's more exciting. time, it's not exciting. And it's more hard time. work. Like we could be doing other things. Trust me, I could be watching other things. But in my head, I'm like in the long term though. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I feel and like why is, young people develop it. And why is that important for you? Like I think I know why, but I just want yeah. the listeners to It's important for me because I feel like just like most things, like you need to be in control of like the knowledge that you're you're digesting and the knowledge you want to put out there. Like we can't have our children say we don't care about politics. Mm-hmm. We did that and we mm-hmm. show, we're trying to identify the excuses that we have. We're trying to say the media that, okay, cool. But now that we are aware, mm-hmm. heavy is the head that wears the crown. So what are we going to do? Those that don't know, cool. <laughs> they, they don't have to know and no one's going to judge them because you don't know. But now that we know, mm-hmm. even that, the fact that you even heard of Brexit, mm-hmm. I'm going to judge you based on what did you do? Because when our grandchildren go doing like here, they're going to say, where were you? What were you doing? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell them that, oh, I was disenfranchised. I knew what was going on, but it was dead. Mm, do you get me yeah, and yeah. you want to go back into it and go oh Martin Luther King and all that but then imagine them <laughs> man were like I heard about that segregation thing but what? you would have been mad do you get me so um, for me it's like <laughs> it's the integrity of living like yeah, you do yeah. you know what I mean sometimes guys like we have all these other things that's going on yeah. just one minute on something like that do you know what I mean and I feel mm, like the way this girl's just been sprinkled us with idiots yeah. no, no, but, but do you know I, what I mean and, and that's when people then in their music you can diversify your music because yeah, you actually yeah. think about Brexit but if yeah. you're only living one certain life of course your music is going to be about that borough to that borough because that's all you do we got yeah. drill minister in it young Julie <laughs> but yeah that's, that's, that's Messiah that. man it's been great having no, you on I just wish we had you. more time to talk we'll need to get you back on but I'm it's sure, been an absolute sure. pleasure before we wrap just plug us your yeah. your socials or where you want yeah. people to find you Um, my Instagram is Busayo Twins B-U-S-A-Y-O Twins T-W-I-N-S and I do Brexit breakdowns on that and then on Instagram it's at Busayo underscore Twins and Wait, just, which one is Instagram which one is Twitter? Oh sorry, Twitter is Busayo underscore twi- um, Twins yep. and then Instagram is just Busayo Twins Cool Yep, awesome Cool man, it's thank been you. great um, Everybody, thank, you, so thank you for tuning in um, Again, as always you can find us at OTB at OTB Podcast UK on Instagram and Twitter and if you'd like to send us an email it's otbpodcastuk at gmail.com. Uh, until next time, sayonara. I don't know why I said sayonara. Bye, <laughs> bye guys. Bye. See ya. <laughs>